To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just hate the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Bench Warmers Podcast, episode 40. Carlos, Ramon, and Rod, we're back again. What's going on, y'all? Man, can y'all believe it's been a week? It feel like it's been about a month since the AD trade. Yeah. I'm feeling good, man. Feeling good. You've been, a, you, you've been itching for another podcast, huh? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy. It's like, I don't know. I don't know how we can live up to episode 39. 39 going to always be in my memory, but I'm ready for us to go in and roll into it, man. Let's get 40 rolling, man. Well, we will not, we will not start this podcast, uh, the Lakers. Yeah. But we're we going to talk about that, though. Eventually. Yeah, but we're not going to start it off. But everything is great. Uh, even though the sports scene is kind of dwindling down because it's the gap between football season and, of course, the NBA Finals ended. So now... All we've had to look forward to is the NBA draft, which just happened, which just happened, and now we're at a point where it's kind of like we have to find those fillers. So, what's some sports uh, things y'all been filling in? Why? <laughs> what y'all been doing <laughs> since the major sports are, are, are down right so, now? So for me myself, I can say that I've been kind of getting into the fantasy football uh, studying and doing some mock drafts and things like that, just kind of fill time and starting to do some studying and looking into some players that maybe I didn't realize which teams and then looking at looking into some like um, you know rookies and you know who have a potential to start for certain teams, things like that. That's what what I've been looking into and spilling my time with. So that's been fun. Yeah, I've been sad, man. What about you? Yeah, what man. you been doing since this this sad time? Sports, man? <laughs> Honestly, man, I just been on Twitter a lot of the times, man. Looking at all the free agency rumors, I got so many things running through my mind. Like you said, we ain't gonna focus on the Lakers, but so many things running through my mind with that. So pretty much, kind of checking that out and waiting for really, you know, the next this upcoming week to hit so that free agency can kick off. So that's been kind of what been up on me what yeah, yeah, what you been doing man you know what i've been doing <laughs> I, 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 uh, I texted you the other day that, that duke had a marathon running yeah so i got opportunity to watch a couple of rerun games thank you so much espn for, <laughs> like they know they know we suffering right yeah. now they got the mcdonald's all-american game on right now so you get a chance to check out the new recruits that you're gonna probably be watching playing on the different yeah major teams but you know, just like Lowe said, I've been getting a little a little bit into my fantasy research and uh, just been watching reruns. Uh, just like I watched last yeah. night, Duke versus UNC, so it gave me a chance to see Kobe White. It gave me a chance to see R.J. Baird and Zion Wilson. Yeah. We sports fans. I've seen it before, but, you know, it, you know, it, it kind of hits different when you know yeah. where they're going to be, you know, now yeah. that the draft is settled in. So, other than that, I've gotten involved with Twitter more. Y'all been yeah. noticing that. I've yeah. been doing my tweet, and I suck at tweet. Yeah. But, I mean, I've been, been on that over. Yeah, I've been on that. So, I mean, that's pretty much it, man. But uh, we do have the NBA draft, and another good thing that we have going on right now is uh, the NBA free agency has. Yeah, that's out. gonna. Yeah, that's like another season. It's gonna be crazy, bro. It's gonna so, be crazy. But I guess we'll start off with the NBA draft. Uh, with no, with no hesitation, the Pelicans didn't spend any time. I loved it. They went on ahead and got their guy Zion Williamson, which we knew this. For like six months, uh, I mean, I work in New Orleans, so I'm I have the privilege of being around a lot of Pelicans fans, and you know they are excited, uh, rightfully so. Yeah. I'd be excited if that was my squad too. 
I do think I love the moves that David Griffin is is making. We're gonna get into that a little bit later yeah. into the draft. Cause I want to get into these uh, front offices. That's been intriguing me lately. Yeah. But you know, he I mean, he turned the whole city out. You know, everybody came out. You know, they had a, a, like a draft watch party for it. It was pretty cool. Uh, what what have y'all noticed about his impact on the city so far? Without even playing his first second of a summer league game, you already see yeah. it. I, I think the thing about Zion um, and what stands out is that he's already really positioning New Orleans as home. And I think people are gravitating, you know, to that because he said that he feels like this is this is his home. This is where he's here to stay. Um, and like you said, he's just already getting out into the community. And this is something that's just big for them because you see one, you know, big star leaving and wanting to head out. And so some people had a little resentment there, but it's like, now they feel like, man, we good for years to come with Zion. You know, Zion is one of those players that, you know, just doesn't come along each and every year. It's not like next year you're going to look in the draft and you're going to see another Zion Williamson. And so I think that the city of New Orleans is just is really exciting. And, and for once, I'm not going to say that they're going to be a basketball city, obviously, but I think that they're gravitating more to, you know, maybe a little bit more to basketball than they – typically are because we know it's football first so right so i'll say this though man you know and i think david griffin is saying the right stuff and by not putting the pressure on the kid you know he's the first kid that we ever ever drafted in the 2000s that was born in the 2000s which is crazy to me um but he's not putting the pressure on the kid by not telling him that this is his team that he he's the savior of this team he said this is drew holiday's team you know, a veteran that's been there, that's done this. He didn't say this was Zion Williamson's team. That's too much to put on a young player. So I think David Griffin is doing the right thing, bringing him in and saying the right things. You know, of course, the fan base is excited for him and think that they have a superstar. But I say, let, let's give him some time to grow. Mm. And I think, again, David Griffin is putting the right pieces around him and saying the right things to not put the pressure on him so he can grow and develop into that star. Yeah, I, I mean... What can you say about Zion? I mean, I don't know if it's a front or what, but he's he's a stand-up dude. Seems yeah. like, uh, it you know, it seems like he's really embraced the culture. You know, I like Alvin Kamara from the Saints. You know, you know, it was just, he welcomed them in. So I mean, I think if anybody could be like Alvin Kamara is a star. You know, so he can like, hey, look, you know, I know that you know what's the kind of like the one of those. I guess those things that people, the stigma that they put on a small city market, but he's like, look, I'm a star. I've been putting up numbers. You know, look, New Orleans is a cool place to live, which I know. I mean, New Orleans is a great place. It's a great city. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think people are like, oh, yeah, I want to move to L.A. Like, New Orleans has the best of both worlds. It's like that big city. It's a, it's a nice-sized city, but at the same time, it has that small-town small family type, yeah. feel. And great food. You're not gonna get any better food in New Orleans anywhere in the country. I'm willing to put money on it. So I mean, he's gonna be great. So uh, just a little bit of the roster moves that I guess uh, you know the, the Pelicans put together. Of course, they traded away that fourth pick, but I like the Jackson Hayes pick yeah, a lot. Yeah. You know, they finally got a center. They finally got somebody that can uh, match that. And they probably have one of the most athletic front you courts in it. Get up and down the floor, switch abilities. So uh, one thing that does, you know, not to knock the Pelicans, but one thing that concerns me with them is their shooting. I'm, I'm interested to see. Not to say that offseason is over, so they can pick up some yeah. veteran, you know, you know, and they have a lot of cash. They got about thirty million in yeah, cash so, space, so they can you know, they can get some shooters around some shooters. there. But you know, it, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself because I do want to talk, touch on that. Like you mentioned, one of y'all mentioned is that Drew, that David Griffin stated that Drew is the, that's his team. What yeah, do y'all think right. about that? That's big to me. I mean, that was very, that was very, I, I, I that out of that whole press conference that I watched, that was the thing that stuck with me off of it is that he said this is Drew's team. Do y'all think Drew is worthy of it? Do y'all think that Drew is capable of shouldering that type of load or do you think he's better as a complimentary player well i i was the one that mentioned that and i think that it's 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 not so much so much what drew holiday can do and shoulder the load is being i think it's more so off the respect of drew him being the veteran being the the long pretty much the long starter that's returning to that team right now 
And I think that's what it is. It's not. It's so. It's not that he can. He's he's expected to show the low, but it's so. It's to show that you know we're not putting the pressure on the young kid. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's the respect for Drew and not putting the pressure on the mm-hmm. young kid. I don't think it's they expect him to go out and like really shoulder the team and carry the team. Mm-hmm. No, nah, you can't do that. He's 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 a role player. You know what I'm saying? That's what he's been all his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, too, another thing that comes out of that statement, even apart from the Zion side of it, is there were some whispers at a certain point. I'm not going to say that there was a a bunch of legs to this, but that Drew may have considered wanting out as well because Drew wants to be somewhere where he can compete, where he can legitimately contend. And so with all this stuff that happened with the AD trade and the AD saga and all that kind of stuff like that, you had a guy in Drew Holiday that his mind, he probably was in flux, but... When you hear something like that from David Griffin, that's other reassurance from him that, Drew, we're invested in you. So, you know, try to kind of maybe get him away and push him away from the whole thought process of maybe I want to get out of here, too, or maybe this isn't the place for me. No, they invested in me. They want me to be the leader of this team. I got these young guys that, you know, they're going to be looking to me as that veteran leadership in the locker room. And so, okay, yeah, I am the guy here now in New Orleans. So you do this, you take some pressure off of Zion, you know, because they're, you know, they're not once again expecting him to come in and be the savior. So you take pressure off of him, but also you reassure Drew Holiday that this is the place for you. So I think David Griffin with that statement almost killed two birds with one stone and He's the type of guy that I think could be thinking in that way. Maybe that's just a byproduct of it, but he's such a savvy guy and such a smart guy that I think all of that could have been in his mind when he was making that statement. Yeah, I think it was a good move and it was a good statement. And, you know, just like Lowe said, I mean, he killed two birds with one stone. He didn't disrespect his veteran and he didn't, you know, he he's bringing on a new guy and taking the pressure off of him. You know, I think it speaks a lot into David Griffin as an exec and who he is and why he's had so much success as a front office exec. And I was excited when they brought him to New Orleans because I was like, yeah, that's a great move. Because, yeah. I, I, you know, the Pelicans were starting this thing where they had their football front office running their basketball operations. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have time to do yeah. both. You know, both, you know, deserves the time and, the, and the, you know, the, the attention and, you know, now that they finally got their staff, just like they finally had separated off, they had the, the football training staff doing Pelicans yeah. training staff. That's not yeah. going to work. And now, you know, they you know hired one of the trainers from, what was it, Golden State? Well, I know Phoenix, a guy Phoenix, from Phoenix, Phoenix came Phoenix, in, who yes, was one yes, of the yes, best, yes. if not Phoenix, the best right, out there. Right, right. So, you know, that's... You know, that's important. You know, they finally had separated. And, and, you know, I think that, you know, even going up to Gail Benson, you know, as an yeah. owner, has finally made up her mind. Look, you know, I'm going to focus on basketball and give that as just much, just as much effort as I do yeah. the science. And that, that's important. And I like what Gail's doing, too. You know, not to knock uh, Jenny, but it's like she knows, like, she understands how to run a business. I'm going to put the people in place to do this job, and I'm, I'm done with it. I'm, I'm, I'm taking hands off approach because I hired you to do this job. You know, I think you're more than capable. Go ahead and do your yeah. job. You know, and yeah. I'll make the executive decisions if it comes down yeah. to me. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna let you do it. You know, and I, yeah. I think that's gonna be that's that's important. You know, Gail seems more. I think she seems more built as an owner as anybody. Yeah, and, and selfishly too, I also appreciate kind of how this situation is going because. Honestly, I like going to NBA games. And let's just be mm-hmm. frank and honest about it. If New Orleans continued to deteriorate and didn't have good attendance to games and all this kind of stuff, then you're going to start hearing the question marks of, okay, maybe this franchise relocates. We know Seattle been waiting to get a franchise again. So, yeah. once again, now you look at this, you know, you look at the Pelicans having a bright outlook and a bright future and having that right, like you were saying, basically front office structure in place then now you can feel solidified and okay, this team is going to be here. We don't have to really worry about maybe a relocation here. Because selfishly, I like going to NBA games. So Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> so, I, you know, at this point, I guess, you know, it, it's, you know, to wrap up the Pelicans segment, I guess to, you know, just specific, like give specifics of where you feel like they will end uh, next season, what projections, where you feel like they'll be. I think depending on what they do with their cap space, because they did 
you gotta look at this man and just like we gave Rob Blink his credit last we, we gotta give David he don't get all his credit. credit he is one of the but best but that's neither here nor there what's that I said that's neither here nor there we'll get into it later right but um I think David Griffin you gotta give his credit and I think just looking at what he did with clearing Solomon Hill's contract yes I think and getting that cap space from that contract is just huge it's crazy. You know, towards their cap space this offseason. So I think depending on if they're able to land somebody, I think they're going to be fighting for an seed. Yeah. You know, I, I said it last podcast once the trade was made, um, and that's before the subsequent moves that he's made. I truly believe that they are going to be fighting for a playoff spot. And if you had – me to just say it right now and to predict it right now, I would go with the bold prediction that they're going to make the playoffs in that eight seed because I believe David Griffin is going to make the right moves with that cap space, and I believe he's going to get some veterans in there to help come in and support that youth that they have there. Their talent is invested in the young guys, but I believe he'll get the right vets to come in in that organization, and so I buy them as a as an eight seed next year. Okay. Yeah, I got them eight seed too. I think they'll make. I think they'll squeak in the playoffs. And what great story would it be? Lakers versus Pelicans. Nah, I already Round know. I'll be, I'll be there. I'll be, I'll be in there. I'm gonna be in one. I don't know if I'm way. I don't know if I'm gonna be big bucks and yeah. make two of them. But yeah. I know I'll be in one of them. You know, I'll be in one. So, you know that. I think that's that's a great prediction. But I mean, Lakers might get two seed. I don't know, one or two seed, but if that did happen, that would be great. But yeah, I do think they'll be an AC. I think they, he, you know, I think that David Griffin is putting them in a great position. Yep. They have financial flexibility now. They have a bad contract off their books, like y'all mentioned, and they have a transitional talent on their team. Uh, I trans not transcended, like you say. We're not gonna throw in there, but we they definitely have an impact. Yeah, yeah. generational, and, um, and he, he has all the ability to potentially be transcended. It's yeah. just difficult to throw that tag on him right now, but he has the qualities to be there. I agree. So, you know, there you have it, Pelicans fan. We we off y'all now. <laughs> I know they're gonna enjoy that segment, but you know, another thing that bothered me, man, Los, man. I was on I was on Twitter, man. You know, I just got acquainted to Twitter. I just learned how to like mention people and stuff, and uh, co- do comments. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I was just scrolling through my timeline, bro. And I, you know, I ain't asked for this, man. I'm, just try- I'm trying to gain. I'm trying to see what Woj and Mark Stein talking about. And then I just stumbled across this tweet. It's a disturbing. It was a disturbing tweet to me, man. And it. You know, it, it just, I don't know, I'm going to paraphrase Ramon. <laughs> it said something to the effect of, uh, uh, am I, am I welcoming to the Pelicans fan club? And I thought that, you know, I, I follow the guy you mentioned in it. It's true, Sean. Yeah, true. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I didn't know it was you at first, but then I looked at it. I was like, oh, okay, that's just some person trying to hop on the bandwagon. And I looked at the, I looked at the Abbey, and I saw that it was my brother, Ramon. <laughs> my co-host on, on Peanut Bench Warmers is trying to, I don't know what he's trying to do. I, I mean, but it looked like he's trying to, like, I'm, I'm gonna let like he's becoming a pelican. I'm gonna let y'all have y'all moment and then I'll, I'll speak. I'll, what I'll did, you even you coming on that tweet too? Like, <laughs> what did you think about that? What you, I don't know. I was a little caught off guard by I'm you confused, know, being man. that we've been a, all been Lakers fans for years and seeing that you know <laughs> he's trying to get welcome to the fan club. I don't know. It's, it, it I feel, feel right. I, I felt betrayed at first. All right. I felt betrayed. I thought. All right. You know, I, I don't know, man. I thought you was on the team. Right? All right. Can, can I speak? Can, can I chime in yeah, now? Might as well. All right. The floor is mine. Uh, <laughs> the so, floor is mine. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, with, so with that situation, honestly. Oh. All right. <laughs> Whenever somebody start out with that situation. <laughs> all right. So, I did tweet to my boy, too, um, and asked him, you know, if so I could be So, you wasn't no, I was not hacked. This, uh, this was me, and I don't have a burner or nobody hacked me or nothing like that. It was, in fact, coming from me. Um, and I asked him if I could be welcome to the, the Pelicans fan club. And the reason why I said that is because, you know, first of all, they have our Lakers young guys. Um, big fan of Lonzo. Big fan of Brandon Ingram. Also a fan of Josh Hart. 
But you know, also I have the Duke connection with uh, Zion heading over there. So I'm a really big Duke fan as well. And the thing about it, just like I told y'all, man, uh, the Lakers are first and foremost. Like, that's not even close. That's not even up for discussion. But I just so happen to remember that while Kobe was still in the league, you were a big CP3 fan, right? Yeah, but, uh, but did that ever? Club. Did that? Did, did, I never did, asked the did, club a fan. Yeah. Could I be no. in the fan club? But not the fan of the organization. But this is what I'm saying. You were a fan of another player, right? Even though Kobe was your guy and your allegiance was to Kobe, right? But you were a fan of another player, right? Yeah, man. So with that being said, I don't see the difference between me being first and foremost, and not even close. Anything else being a Lakers fan, and then also still rooting for my guys that have gone over there to New Orleans that have come from the Lakers, and then also Zion being there. So, so, so it's a huge difference between wanting players to do well and rooting for the organization. You know what I'm saying? I, I and that's what that's what I get. It's like, hey, I want Chris Paul to do well. When it comes down to it, I'm not rooting for him. You know what I'm saying? I'm not but but can can you say can you say no. that you never rooted for Chris Paul though? I'll say no, I have. And I'll All say, right. I, I, that doesn't mean that, no, no, that I, I didn't. No, no, because that, that was just that, the premise I, of that argument right there. Look, so it, have you rooted for Chris Paul? The premise of my argument is that look, I hear what you're saying, and I I respect that, and I knew what you meant because I've been knowing you for years. So. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slay you like you know like like I could have but I, you know I would say this you know it, you know the streets is watching man <laughs> come on man come on man you already know it is always like a day shit bro you already know what it is no nah, I know I know man I just had to, I just had to poke fun at you man. We, we we know your where your allegiance is bro I just don't want you to be popping up with Pelicans gear nah you're not like gonna that, see that bro. man. Like, you're not gonna see that, man. But I will be supporting him. I will root for him. I mean, yeah, I like. I want Lonzo to do well. I want. I want Josh Hart to do well. Yeah. You know. You know. When you watch players come into the league, you know it, it. You know, and watch them come up and grow up like that's how D'Angelo Russell was. Yeah. You know, you you get an attachment to them. So I mean, I do. I do respect your support, but. I just don't want. I just want you to be careful on Twitter because somebody supports you and be confused when you're asking them switch a fan club like that. But you know, mentioning the draft, uh, the draft took place. I mean, what was the most impressive pick you thought or the impressive move of that night? Ooh, I I know Lowe's probably got one that he's sitting on because he made a, a a bold statement on Twitter, so I kind of know where his direction is going. Um, I'm trying to think, man, the, the the one that stood out. I mean, nothing like big or surprising or, or, or you know, crazy. But, I mean, y'all know I'm a really big fan of R.J. Barrett, man. And I think that it's going to pay off for the Knicks. I know that they were really let down when they didn't get the thing with the Zion sweepstakes and all this kind of stuff like that. But I'm telling you, man, mark my words, R.J., I'm not trying to say that he's going to be Zion or be better than Zion, but I really believe that RJ is going to be on that level. RJ Barrett will be a superstar in this league. Mark my words. You know, I don't throw that around loosely. I do not throw a superstar around loosely or all-star, all this kind of stuff. RJ Barrett will be a superstar and will be able to be the cornerstone of a franchise. So although the Knicks missed out on the Zion sweepstakes, I think they'll be perfectly fine with RJ. Um, surprising moves. I have two. One, what the heck were the Suns doing? Oh, the gosh. You know, uh, with them trading back and, you know, giving up T.J. Warren in a 30-second 30, 30 pick to get rid of him, you know, and then they pick up some no-name guy at the end. And I just don't know what their direction was with their team. I think they even traded for Aaron Baines and picked up and gave the Celtics cap space, yeah. more cap space. Like, I don't know what their direction of their team is right now. It's like you trade one of your best players, then you pick up a, a center, you know, and you give up the six spot, jump all the way down. I, they just confused on what they were doing. So with them giving up the six spot, they did trade with uh, with the Timberwolves, which, you know, one of my favorite guys of this draft, who I thought should be mentioned with the, those top guys, is Jared Culver. Um, he went to Minnesota. I think he, you know, how Ramon feels about R.J. Barrett, I feel like that's exactly how I feel about Jared Culver. I think with development, he's not going to be the guy that comes out right away and probably show up or whatever. But I say two or three years down the road, he's going to be that Jimmy Butler type. 
where you know Jimmy Butler wasn't a star right away, or you know you know was a big name right away, but he worked his tail off and he became that two way player. And I think that's exactly what Jerry Cole is going to be that two way player that comes in and makes stops on the deep end. Builds he's going to build some muscle over time, and I think he's going to be that third player. And speaking of you know the Timberwolves did lose Jimmy Butler and they get I think a younger version of him now, and possibly. You know, if they end up keeping Andrew Wiggins, but, you know, possibly have that three three players with Andrew Wiggins, Towns, and Culver. So I think I like what the Timberwolves did with trading up and getting Culver. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. My major move was probably uh, just Atlanta, you know, the move that they made with. Oh, uh, well, we, I predict, we predicted in our mock draft that, you know, that there will be a trade with Atlanta, but, you know, them able to pick up DeAndre Hunter was pretty big to me because I mean I, I said that he was a plug and play type guy you know so they you know they got an, another addition along with John Collins along with Trey Young to you know really do some big things and really compete in the east yeah. because you know LeBron's not in the east anymore so it, it's pretty the door is wide open I mean the Raptors are you know on another level but you know when you look at you know, when you look at the scope of the East, you know, it is a given. So, I mean, I could see that them competing for a fourth or fifth spot, you know. Uh, Ooh, that's a bold statement. Yeah, right so, I mean, yeah. They didn't even mention Cam yet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You didn't even mention Cam going there, too. Right. Atlanta. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a, I think it's pretty, you know, it's pretty. They have some, they have a, a, a solid young core. And, you know, I thought we had the best young core when, you know, when before we traded away our core, but, Atlanta might have Oh, the Atlanta best young core is really nice. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, but, I mean, it depends a, on if you count Denver's young, if you count yeah. that as a young core too. Because if right. that's a young core, then that's probably the best yeah. young core. But yeah, so I mean, the moves that they made, you know, Atlanta, you know, and you know, which I want to get into a discussion a little later. But I guess it's a good time for us to get into it now. If y'all done with the surprise. Well, I just had one more. Go ahead. Uh, what was Washington thinking, taking Rui right there? Don't get me wrong. I like Rui because if we go a couple of podcasts back, I said that I liked Rui as a prospect. But they said, which is still not out of the ordinary, but they never brought him in for a workout, which that's that happens or whatever. But also, too, the president of basketball operations literally asked him at his press conference, and it didn't seem like he was joking. It seemed like it was a legit discussion. He asked him if he could shoot the three. You, you just pick this guy, and you don't know his game or what he can do. So, so it's like, you know, like, I don't know. That was a surprise pick right now. There, but don't get me wrong. I don't want to, like, trash Rui because I honestly think that Rui is one of the most pro-ready guys in this draft. I think he's one of the guys that will make a solid impact. I ain't say he's about to be an all-star as soon as he's coming in, but he's going to be a solid rotation player from day one. He's, he's another plug-and-play type of guy, like, DeAndre Hunter, like you said, is probably the most plug and play, but Rui is one of those guys too. But it, still, the Wizards grabbing him there was just, I didn't see that coming. Well, when you look at the scope of that, you know, they gave John Wall that big old huge contract. They gave Bradley Bill that huge contract, you know, and no knock on John Wall. I'm a fan of John Wall, but, you know, I, I don't know how to trade carefully. I, I am a fan of his game, but I don't know if I would give him all that money. It just seemed more so that they was like, it's like one of the moves that the front office make to let their fans know that hey, we got everything under yeah. control type of deal. Man, you know, Joe, we got him with the jump off with the number one pick. You know, look, we got him secure. We got him for years to come. But is he really worth that money? Because every number one pick is that we we project them and hope that they will be a franchise yeah. player. But everyone is not particularly. You know, it may be a number two guy. I think John Wall would be better as a number two guy than a number one guy. I agree. So. You know, it's it's one. Of, I think that that was one of those moves. But you know, it, it kind of points to that kind of like their their front office kind of like in, you know kind of disarray. You never know what they're gonna do. Yeah. So you know, but you know, like I was saying, just to stay on that tone of front offices. Um, which front office have you been most impressed with so far this offseason? Yeah, I think you guys just named it. You know, uh, the Pelicans won, obviously with the big trade in Atlanta. With the you young talk pieces, about them? talk about the Pelicans. The Pelicans. I mean, you look at the cap space they cleared, you know, and you look at the young players. They got a young core. They got a young, young player, and they got they kept Drew, 
you know, hopefully they convince him to stay throughout. And they're looking at upwards of $30 million in cap space. So, you know, you got that much cap space and you got those young players on your team. It's like, I don't, you, not, you can't go nothing but up with that team. And not to mention the Pelicans was a team that went to the playoffs two years ago before this year, before the 80 trade request. They went to the playoffs two years ago and actually won and beat the uh, Portland Trailblazers and went to the second round and actually won a game or two against the Warriors in the second round. So they are they were a team that were competing and showed that their head coach, um, Gentry, can can do it and get the job done. You know, mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what they do um, in Atlanta. Yeah, they got the young guns, man. Trey Young, you're looking at possibly rookie of the year, you know, mm-hmm. just depends, but a special team. Yeah, yeah. I think to, to pivot off, because he named two good ones right there, I mean, it's going to sound like a homer pick, but the Lakers, man. Mm-hmm. The Lakers went, and basically we know this whole free agency period is going to open up, and you're trying to sign all these top guys. The Lakers went and grabbed the top guy in a trade. You know, Anthony Davis is a consensus, I think, top six player. You can call him top five, really, if you want top to. But five, for yeah, sure. when he uh, healthy, he's right, top, he top five. Yeah. Man, he was just in the argument of being the best player in the, yeah, in the, right. whole, in the world. Exactly. You know, um, and so I think that you can't, you know, gloss over the fact that they got the deal done. Whether you want to give credit and spread it around or say that he forced his way to. At the end of the day, they went and they made the trade and they got it done. You still have potential to go out. Um, and create, you know, another max spot. But even if you don't have that, you still have $24 million, you know, in cap space. So you position yourself to be a contender, if not the favorite, in the league this upcoming year. And I think that that just can't be, you know, glossed over. They also, in the draft, went and bought a second-round pick. And once again, our scouting department, led by uh, Jesse and Joey Buss, once again, when it grabbed uh, a gym, a player that people said really could have been a first-round talent, you know, mid to late first-round pick, they got him at 46. Um, and so I think that you look at all of that, and the Lakers have been just put, to me, in a, in a really good position. You know, a lot of people like to scrutinize this, scrutinize that, but ultimately I think that the front office is getting the job done. The coaching staff, I think that Frank Vogel is a solid coach. You also bring in Lionel Hollins on that coaching staff. We know Jason Kidd is there. And then also, too, now we've secured, a, um, the Lakers have secured a meeting with Ron Adams, who is the is one of Golden State's top assistants, who's been voted the top assistant in the league for the last four years. So, you know, I, I think that it's easy, you know, for the media to come at the Lakers and say this and that. But honestly, if you, to me, look at the scope of what they've done, I think that the front office has done a good job. Yeah, I think so too. And it's kind of what Lo said earlier that Rob Palenka deserves all the credit. But like I continue to say, Magic set this up. Magic threw the alley oop, you know, and he executed, which he's deserving of the yeah. credit of it. Because, you know, just because something's set up for you don't mean that you'll execute properly. But Magic brought in Magic. I mean, Magic brought in LeBron. Uh, Magic cleared off the. The terrible yeah, contract. But, and, and but and, I'll uh, still say that that's a combination, though, because I think that, uh, okay, I, I do say Magic was the, the swaying force for LeBron, but I really think Rob Palenka's mind is a lot behind those trades and those deals to clear guys off. I don't think that, that Magic was the one who thought of D'Angelo Russell trade. I don't. I, I just don't. I think that I think that Magic has no, been great as a face, but I think that strategically that Rob Palenka has been the mind behind several things. I'm not giving Rob Palenka any credit for LeBron James, but I think the deal that was made to the Cavs to open up the space for LeBron, I believe the D-Rush trade, it might have been something that Magic wanted, but I don't think Magic was the guy that was there that was thinking of the numbers and the people to move and all that. Well, I will say this, is that, I mean, it's not to take away credit from Rob, but I will say that it shouldn't be said that Magic doesn't deserve any credit for oh, I agree with the you. moves. Like, I think he had a, a, a successful run as, as, a, as an exec and as a president for us outside the way he walked away. But, you know, getting off Ding and getting off uh, Mozgov, that was yeah. important. Yeah. And, you know, he was a part of that. That was just a part of his legacy. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that he did. I mean, being that they was, I guess, 50-50 on, the, on it, being that Magic left, I, was, I'm, I feel confident in saying that 
You know, he set it up well for Rob to execute. Now, Rob has executed, and we'll see what he's doing in the future, you know, because he still has a little more work to do, which Magic can't have any part of, it, and that's figuring out what we're going to do with the remaining cap space. But, you know, I do think that, you know, Rob has done a great job, but I think Magic did a good job in his time he stayed with us. Yeah, I 100% agree with you, bro. Magic did his part. If Magic, all Magic's job was to do was to bring in LeBron, and and he did that, you know, because again, LeBron was the bridge to get Anthony Davis. Yeah. If we don't have LeBron, we not getting Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis doesn't have any interest of coming to the Lakers. Let's just be real about that. So with Magic bringing LeBron LeBron along, you can just say his whole his whole time there was a success. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, besides him leaving, besides all that other stuff that happened or whatever, let bygones be bygones. If his job, main job, was to bring a star to us, which we could not get before Magic came, yeah. then Magic was success. So I give that that part to you. Yeah. You know, I have my other beefs with him yeah. and everything else, but that part, bringing LeBron in, is the reason where we at today. So we can give him that credit. And not to harp on it too long, but even going back too, can we talk about? I know I don't like this guy on our team, but I mean. The whole KCP signing to me opened the door for almost everything. I mean, we know that the, the, the contact could have still been made with LeBron, but it made it easy to have the contact with Clutch Sports. That opened up the whole door. We signed KCP. Now we got a, a, a client of, of Clutch, and that door was open with the LeBron thing. That transitions to LeBron being a Laker. Once again, like you were saying, I don't think that Anthony Davis wants to be a Laker without LeBron being there. And so, boom. So, yeah, all of that. Well, okay. My team that I think is having a uh, front office that is doing really, really well is not spoken on a lot. It's the Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. And the roster they put together, and, you know, they was able to get Nazir a little. Of course, he, he slid. Slid, yeah. Way down, but they was able to get him with the 25th pick. I th- also think that that's really big because when you look at their roster, I mean, one of the weaknesses I think they had was a small forward. Uh, they, you know, and Nazir Little also bring some more scoring that they need to slash him. Yeah, kind of take away from their pressure from CJ and, and Dame as a whole. But you know, you look at how they was able to get uh, how how they front court is looking, and you know, just you know, looking at you know, I, I like I like Evan Turner a lot. Me personally, you know, it's interesting to see if they're gonna let Seth Curry walk because that's a good piece. You know. Um, but, you know, they got Myers later. I think that he's turned out to be a, a decent big man. Uh, but, you know, in his cancer, that's pretty, pretty big. And he's, he proved with, with Nurtridge out, yeah. he proved to be a, a good addition to yeah. get him some depth at center. You know, but then there's Nurtridge, who's, yeah. who's turned out to be a, a, a really good big man. So, I mean, they put they put together a good roster. And, you know, even dating back to the times where they had, um, he played for the Spurs. Uh, what, you know what I'm talking about. You're talking about LaMarcus Aldridge? Yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge. And, you know, they had LaMarcus Aldridge and Dame. You know, it, they do deserve credit for yeah. how they draft and how they uh, add people to their squad. Yeah. Like, they, you know, they do a yeah. pretty good job, in my opinion. Another, another team that they're out there, how about Utah? Yeah. Going and grabbing Mike Conley, pairing him with Donovan Mitchell in that yeah, backcourt. That's huge. You know, a team that, you know, has been kind of knocking on the door for a couple of years. And I think that this move right there could put them, am I going to say that they going to come out the West now or anything like that, but this could put them in the upper echelon of the Western Conference. Mike Conley is a very good point guard, and he's really only been missing out on the All-Star game because it's so much depth over there um, so at that position. He every 30 million that he gets. That's no, that's that's tough, and that's a really big uh, a point right there. And I don't believe that you know at one point he was the highest paid player in the league or has signed the, the richest yeah. contract in league history, which is crazy to think about. Um, but so will I say that that he's worth every penny? I don't know, but I think that he's going to be very valuable to that team and that organization because um, they've been on the cusp for years, and I think that this can truly make them a legit contender. I mean, they're not going to come out of the West, but <laughs> this can make them t- take them into the upper echelon of the West. Yeah, man. I, I love it. I love it. I mean, I, I wouldn't just say that too lightly, though, man. I mean, you look at their squad, though, you know, and the money that they – I mean, they pretty much use all their money up on Mike Conley. But if you look at their team with Donnie Mitchell, they got, you know, a former defensive player of the year 
with their center, you know what I'm saying? And then they really have a team that could right there be right there. I, I, I mean, because right now the West, let's be let's be real. Everyone's saying the Lakers, you know, but right now the Lakers, let's say we don't have a team right now. We don't yeah. know what piece is going to be around. Yeah. Right now we got LeBron and AD. But you're looking at that team outside the Rockets and the Lakers. I would say right now they're the third best team. You know, um, the third ooh, best ooh. team. Denver, Denver's up there say, too. I, I like Denver as well, but I say right now they slightly better than Denver. Oh, Just, the Blazers? Um, oh, yeah, I think they're better than the Blazers. What? Yes, yes. No. I like the Jazz. I like the Jazz a lot. Just no, because, man, not over the Blazers, yeah. man. Not over the Blazers. Yeah, I would say that. I would say they're better than the Blazers. I, I would take them over the Blazers, actually. That's, that's interesting, though. It'll be a seven-game series, but I think they would win it. I think Michael Conley and the Jazz are winning. That that's that's interesting though. That's an interesting conversation, and it it just goes to show you like, you know, Ramon, like you mentioned the Lakers, you know, being one of the front offices has been impressive, and what's even more impressive is that the Lakers have been in the news <laughs> since prior to yeah. the end of the like all NBA season. Yeah, and to say that we were in disarray and our president just walked out on us like that. And we are still able to make a big trade like AD. I think that the Lakers, with an unbiased, yeah. objective look at it, may be having the best offseason in the NBA. Yeah. And the Pelicans are the really, Pelicans. really, 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 really close. Like, if somebody was saying hey, the Pelicans are having the best offseason, I'm not I can mad buy it. at them. I can buy I'm it. not mad at them. But, you know, it's like you said, the front office is very important. And it's like the Blazers are equipping and you yeah. know just like the Spurs you know you know how they front offices operated and they was able to to run a decade yeah just because they was able to draft the right players you know and to add the right players add the right pieces to you know they have a, a great coach that they have taken care of in coach Popovich no matter what people say about Popovich being a, a a-hole or whatever and was a cause for Kawhi walking out but you just look at a guy they take Tony Parker you know, I guess I'm running off on a tangent because they're not relevant right yeah. now, I guess, to this discussion. But just, you know, that's how a great front office run. Yeah. You know, they take a Tony Parker who was not highly, yeah. really recruited, highly drafted, you know, developed him. Yeah. And he became one of the, I would say, at least a top 10 NBA point guard in NBA history. Would you argue with me that? Uh, I think it's it's debatable argument. I mean, he got four he championships. Now, so we can say four championships. He has a finals MVP on his record. Uh, so, I mean, top off 10, the top of my yeah. head, it, it's definitely possible for him yeah, to be a top 10 yeah, point guard of all time. Yeah. But, I mean, I know we've been talking about like winners, and I know this conversation will probably be even more interesting once free agency hits, but have like any losers or yeah, bad yeah. front offices stuck time. out um, to you? Losers in the draft. Take that I mean, loss. well, as far as losers, period, I'm talking about just front office. Just how we kind of talked about. Oh, losers yeah. so far in all season? Yeah, in all season. I mean. I think I would say go off on a limb and be creative and say the Thunder. They have made no, no. moves. <laughs> no moves. And they got to they do something. No moves. And, and the thing that's disturbing about that, you know, is that you are that close and you are competing and you make no moves in the offseason? Now, of course, June 30th has not happened yeah. yet. So, I mean... So, we're saying this stuff say, early. A lot of yeah, stuff can change from here. A lot here. of things can change, but I guess I would encourage them that they need to make a move to figure out what they're going to do with their roster. And I'm not sure about the cap space and everything, but they need to get some pieces around uh, Paul George. They committed to Paul George. Yeah. They committed to Westbrook. They need to get some pieces around them, man. I don't think... Nothing besides Steven Adams is worth keeping on that roster. And they talking about potentially yeah. moving him. Yeah, well, I, I agree with that. I mean, because, again, they don't have money. You know, they don't have yeah. money, so they have to remove. They got to trade players to get cap space to switch their team around. But the biggest loser of the offseason has to be, so far at least, has to be Boston. Yes, I'm glad somebody said it, bro. Has to be Boston. The reason I say that is, you know, you lose your starting center, right, you lose your starting point guard. Now, this is all before, again, free agency, so we're assuming that they, they're going to be gone. Right. But where it is, rumor is, they're gone, they're going to sign elsewhere, they're leaving town. So you're losing two key players of a team that, you know, was a playoff team, and now you're going to build around your young players, which, you know, 
again, I don't put anything past Danny Ainge to still kind of pull a rabbit out of his hat and build a good, solid team there somehow. But right now, things aren't looking good for a fan base that was behind this team and thinking, hey, this team can possibly win a championship to get knocked off in the second round. Now you lose, you know, Holford, and now you lose Irvin. That, that hurts. That hurts. That's two, again, two of your starters, two players that, again, your leading scorer and your leading double-double guy from your team is gone now. So Yeah, and your again, defensive anchor pretty much too. Right. A guy that pretty much played, you know, the Greek freak pretty good is now going to go elsewhere and sign for more money, which, again, I, I, don't, I don't know what the direction that Boston is going now. Yeah, no, I, I definitely fully agree with you. That was actually going to be the team that I was going to select is really Boston really as, as a loser. And I think, I mean, honestly, I think it should be talked about more and it should be a bigger story than, than what it's really been. You know, if, if I said this and tweeted about this and we try to not make all this Lakers-centric, but it just is what it is. We all Lakers fans. But if the same thing was happening to the Lakers, like, the world would be on fire right now if the Lakers were losing their best player on their team in free agency and arguably their second best player from their team and their defensive anchor. It would be on fire. And Boston, to me, is kind of floating under the radar a little bit with these, you know, losses. If I selected another team, and this is not saying that things won't go their way in free agency, but it's really not appearing that anything is going to happen with all that cap space that the Knicks cleared. Um, nobody wants to right, It seems like nobody's really gonna. I'm not saying that definitely nobody will end up there. Um, but as uh, it's been stated, I mean, it seems like Brooklyn actually has a better chance, you know, to get star guys over there than the Knicks. So right now, it's seeming like the Knicks could be somewhat of a loser from a put early offset free agency look. I still, of course, value them getting RJ Barrett. I ain't gonna. You know, talk about that too much again, but it seemed like everything that they did with the Porzingis move might not really pay off. Yeah, so I yeah, that was, that was some that's that's a good segment. I mean, I, I think that is, you know, Boston does get a lot of flag. I mean, Danny Age, of course, doesn't. I don't think people really, you know, critique him as they should. I mean, uh, Stephen A. did. Yeah, Stephen A. did. You know. But I mean, it's not too many people that's gonna keep it as real as Stephen A. But you know, I I mean, I agree. I mean, Boston. I mean, they are depleted. Like, you got all those picks, and all the, you did all these moves and have nothing to show for it. And that's that that's, that goes into that word I said execution. Yeah. You could be set up for anything. You could be set up for for greatness. But if you're not able to execute, then what are we talking about? Yeah. So I'm. But I don't know about y'all, but as a Lakers fan. I, I love to see. Oh, I, love, I love seeing this Boston. Is, this is great. I love. I love seeing. That <laughs> this is great. Yeah. So, in other news, Levar Ball got into some hot water. Who wants to be seeing him on ESPN anymore? Um, and then for the listeners that aren't caught up on it, but I guess they were transitioning to subject, and Molly was like, uh, "Let's switch gears." And and Levar said, oh, "Oh, we can switch gears anytime, or something like that." Yeah, and you can switch gears with me anytime. And Molly was like, "Okay, let's stay on track here." And then it's been a yeah. made a big deal, you know, it, you know, the ultra feminists had to hop on that one, and the, yeah. and the you know all the all of those people, and ESPN ultimately banned Levar. For life from coming on ESPN anymore. Um, I like what LaVoy said in response to it. He's like, you know, they can't ban me from nothing. I don't work for ESPN. Yeah. I got my own show. And I love that. I yeah. love him saying that. Yeah. But, you know, I guess as a personal opinion, when he first initially said that, because I watched it like 10 times, I didn't see the inappropriateness at all in it. I didn't, I didn't take it that way yeah. at all. And I, you know, just if you watch his, he, you do watch his show on Facebook, uh, the Ball Family show, and how much he loves his wife, how much yeah. he cares for his wife, you know, despite her condition. Yeah. You know, she has a speech impediment now. She has, she's had she strokes, had stroke, and yeah. he has, he's having to nurse her. Like, I don't, LaVar don't really come off like, LaVar's a lot of things. Yeah. You, know, if you call him flamboyant, you can call him arrogant, you can call him cocky. But at the end of the day, he's a stand-up man, you know, and I don't think he. I really don't feel like he. T- I really don't feel like he said it or meant it in that way. Yeah, I. I mean, honestly, chiming in, man, I thought that it was kind of ridiculous. 
Um, I think that initially in that moment that Molly kind of read it that way. And I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, she's at fault for, for quote unquote reading it that way. But I really think it was her reaction to it is what drove everything. Because she made the kind of weird, awkward face. And then she talked about like staying on track. And I don't really think that, like you said, LeVar meant that at all. That's just kind of how LeVar talks. That's kind of how he speaks. And so, you know, the thing about it at the end of the day LeVar is going to get featured on other networks anyway. You think Fox is going to say just because ESPN said this, we not going to bring him on? Please. You will see him on uh, Undisputed again. You will see him on them different shows like that. Mm-hmm. So any any type of way, LeVar is still going to be news. And so mm-hmm. honestly, as a network, ESPN is just going to miss out on LeVar being news because he actually can bring ratings at times. So. Mm-hmm. Man, first of all, how frustrating this is as a Lakers fan. You finally, the guy switched teams, right? <laughs> now, now he going to be out of the news now, getting put out of the news. Like, this is what we've been wanting all this time <laughs> as a Lakers fan. And now it's finally, he go to the to the New Orleans and now ESPN want to ban him. But on that topic, I would say this, you know, I think, you know, I don't want to blame Molly for it, but I think yeah. her mind was in the gutter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, that, that, that's hey, beyond. Hey, Craig Kepler, man. You don't want them hands from Jalen Rose, bro. Right? <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, because, again, no one else was thinking that way. Her faith took it there. Her response took it there. So that means her mind was in that place where nobody else's mind was there. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until she said, oh, you know, let's stay on topic, you know, that everyone else kind of got uncomfortable. If she would have just kept going with it, it would have flowed no issue, you know. And they showed clips before where she said that and, you know, uh, let's switch gears and things of that nature. And, you know, where other things were said and, you know, where she's got got on there and said, let's fantasize by X, Y, and Z, you know. They showed clips like that on Twitter where, you know, she said inappropriate things where it could have been taken the wrong way, but no one else took it the wrong way. So I just, I mean, let's call it what it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to pick sides with this, but let's call it what it is. I, I, like I think it's ridiculous. Up. It wouldn't have happened. So. They got rid of my girl. Uh, oh, this is bad. I can't remember her name. You know what I'm talking about. She used to be on uh, with Mike Smith. Oh, Jamel Hill? They got rid of Jamel Hill. And, you know, and. You know, for reasons, she's just standing up for us right, you know, and, and standing up for justice. And then, yeah. you know, then Molly just say, oh, okay, uh, that was inappropriate. And now everybody talking about that's inappropriate. And then, it, you know, it, I looked at Stephen A. reaction. Stephen A. just shook his head. Like, he was just caught up in the moment. He didn't take it wrong anyway. And then yeah. I find it, it kind of odd that neither Max nor Stephen, I don't know, I could be wrong, yeah. maybe some... Some something somewhere where they reacted to it, but I didn't see any reaction yeah. or anything to it. All like I said, it still all came down to and Los was saying the same. We all saying the same thing. It all came down to her reaction from it. If Molly would have just kept going and flowing along with it and it wasn't thinking in that way and thinking that he's saying something like that, none of this would have ever been an issue. It was the face and then the statement that she made after it. That face and the statement she made is what drove all of this. So if none of that ever happens, then, you know. And then, then, just like Lose said a couple podcasts ago, we just live in a sensitive world, bro. Oh, very much so. It's a sensitive time, bro. Like, you can't say nothing without trading care. Like, I I could only imagine if we was on a major network. Oh, my goodness. How much stuff we say that's politically incorrect. After a while, we wouldn't be able to look at our mentions and all that type of stuff (laughs) because they'd be coming all the time, man. It's crazy, man. But, you know. Everything got to have none. Yeah, everything, bro. It's crazy, bro. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting sick of it now, man. I, I'm oh, like, bro, sick come of on, it, man. I'm, you know, like, come on, cut it out, man. Then, you know, first take the only network that I know that bring on Lavoie the most anyway. Yeah. Like, you know, because they suffering. Like, I, you know, I'm starting to see that. Like, first take is starting to have more and more guests. You know, they got to bring in Jalen. They got to bring in, you know, um... That guy who I can't stand that makes these crazy comments, but I can't think of his name right now. Yeah. No, you said you like Will Kane, huh? You oh, yeah, I like Will Kane. Yeah, yeah, like I, I, I like uh, Will Kane, too. He said that last thing about uh, something crazy. He said he hadn't been back. I noticed. But he, last, I think last week he was on. He was on the little thing where Stephen A was talking about the Celtics. 
Well, oh, Stephen yeah. A talked about the Celtics twice. One okay. Like this. Yeah, he is on there quite frequently. But, I mean, prior to that, LaVar really been quiet and laying yeah. low, you know, anyway, you know. So, I mean, he's not really yearning to go on networks like that or anything like that. But it is what it is, man. I guess, you know, we live in that sensitive time uh, or whatever. Um, have y'all mind switched to the NFL yet? Mm, I, I can't say it has because, you know, I'm going to get past free agency. And once I get past free agency, I think, I think, just depending on how crazy it is, <laughs> I might be at it. Maybe mid-July I can switch over. Yeah. Other than that, I don't that's, think I can. That's going to be kind of high. I kind of been, kind of been sw- peeping my eye over there for a while. And I, I don't know if, we, if you're able to discuss this or if we're prepared. If not, we don't have to talk about it. But, I, I mean, are we at a point to where we know, like, kind of like how the, the top 10 fantasy draft is going to go? I'm somewhat. I mean, we know the guys is going to be the upper echelon guys, the guys going at the top. So, who, yeah. so let's do this then. Who who do you feel as though is like a must-have on your roster this year? I mean, say. I have to say, I have to say Saquon Barkley. Oh, come on. No, not, not the you. No. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. He, he, he a must-have player. You know, and I say because, you know, the Giants – underrated part of their offseason is they shared up their um, offensive, offensive line. They added some pieces. Um, so their offensive line is going to be better this year. Um, I think they're going to lean on him more because, again, they're missing Odell Beckham. And, you know, they brought in Golden Tate. And they have all these slot receivers. But, again, I think the offense is going to revolve around Saquon Barkley, which I, hopefully they don't run him into the ground. But I think, again, He's going to be the man. So I think, again, you, you have to look at it, and he's going to be the number one guy. Yeah. I mean, he threw out Saquon, Alvin Kamara. You see, you know, Mark Ingram obviously going to Baltimore. I think AK is going to be right up there. Christian McCaffrey is going to be one of those guys, too, that's right up there that's going to shoulder the load out there in Carolina. So uh, those are your guys, but, but my guy, too, um, apart from anything and literally looking at the quarterback position, which we don't always truly value, but Baker Mayfield is going to be a heck of a grab as a quarterback this year. He's going to be a heck of a grab. Well, you ain't going to like me because I feel like, honestly, that was one of the sessions I want to have when we was going to talk about the uh, who's going to be the bust in, the, in fantasy. I feel like he's setting himself up for a sophomore slope. With Jarvis over there and Odell over there. If you can't get the ball to him, then what? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just look we at got, his uh, arrogance, uh, okay. you know, how he's been going about things this offseason. Now, don't get me wrong. This guy has not been great fantasy impact, but he's been a guy that some teams, some people still plug and play here and there. Uh, Odell kept Eli somewhat fantasy relevant. So, you look at Baker Mayfield having Odell, Silent having Jarvis Landry there, having still, um, I'm trying to see, Callaway still over there too, huh? Yeah, I think he is. Having Callaway there, having Njoku there, having all his running backs that he can dump it off to. First of all, Duke. And, uh, yeah, Duke, who they saying Duke may be trying to get out of there, may want to trade because he sees the writing on the wall there. You, you got Chubb over there, but then you're going to end up having Kareem Hunt come after eight Ooh, games. I forgot about Kareem So, I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I forgot about Kareem Hunt. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I get it. I, I thank you for that, Ramon. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, everything around him with that roster is set up for him not to fail. So. Yeah, so, I mean, if he fails, then he really has flopped it. That way. He really has <laughs> right. definitely flopped. All right, cool. So I guess I gotta go with my must-have fantasy player. Ironically, I say that it's Antonio Brown. Mm. I think that Antonio Brown is gonna have to. I think he's a guy that he's always been a guy that you had to have. Yeah. But I mean, I think that what they did in the draft, they went and got him a running back uh, in Josh Jacobs, who I feel like is gonna be a stud this year. I'm giving y'all too much information right now. Look, Lowe's right <laughs> down. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, <laughs> I think Josh Jacobs going to have a good uh, season. And I think that that's going to take the pressure. And he's never had a quarterback. I don't, I mean, he, Ben Ross is, all right. I, I tell you what. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, man. Hold on, bro. Let me finish. Let me finish, bro. All right, come on. 
Nah, come on. I'm going to stand on this hill alone. <laughs> yeah, you go. Come on. That, you know, I think that. <laughs> now, you, now, now you foaming now. Now you, now you got the stuttering on me. Yeah. Because nah, the way you looked at me, I had to double. Nah, but I think that car, you know, is going to be, you know. Is, <laughs> all right. He has, all right. He's had a great quarterback. But yeah. I think he has okay. a younger quarterback. Okay, okay. Because Ben can get on the ball, but David can get on the ball. I mean, is that? Yeah, yeah. Wait, Derek. Wait, Derek Carr. I, you know we always get the brothers yeah. confused. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say that because the way you looked at me made me realize <laughs> that you know he Ben is a, is all time. I'm not gonna be disrespectful to Ben. Uh, he is, but you know, in in but in Derek, Derek can you know can is creative. Yeah, and you know he can extend the play. So I am looking forward to that. You know, just seeing you know. Derek getting out, getting out of the pocket and, and slinging it around like that, you know. So I, I think this Antonio Brown's gonna have a great year, regardless of what people say. I can buy it. And then he's Antonio Brown, yeah, the best wide receiver in the league. So, Who you said Odell? And I said you heard me. I said, <laughs> oh, okay. I said you said best Brown. wide receiver in the league. I just when you Odell, said best wide receiver in the league, Odell maybe Odell. ultimately will be, and okay. I'm not mad at that. But right now Antonio Brown is. Then you got Julio. We disrespect Julio, bro, so much. Like, I don't know why we do Julio, Julio that, man. Yeah, Julio <laughs> is a monster. He may not get the touchdowns, but the catches and the yardage. I mean, D-Hop a monster, too, so you might as well throw his name. D-Hop. Yeah, D-Hop, man. D-Hop is another one that maybe must have. D-Hop is must yeah, have. must have second, you know. You know, so. we're gonna, But we're going to have a fantasy podcast, so. Don't worry, guys. We're going to have the information. I want to do a fantasy podcast real quick. Get out of the way so yeah. I can just focus on my fantasy. Yeah, team. let me know whenever y'all doing my drafts. I just hop in with y'all. Just kind of, you know. That'll be great. Done. Yeah. How about we just all three just do <laughs> Yeah, we just all just do All right. <laughs> cool. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I think that's about it, bro. Like, anything else pressing in the... It's slowing down, nah, man. Just we trying to get free agency, we, we, man. We trying to survive the summer, bro. We giving out little by little. Yeah, little by little, <laughs> man. But NBA you. fantasy, looking forward to it. Fantasy football, looking forward to it. What do y'all think about the new pass so, interference rule? Say that again. The pass interference rule. I like it. I like it. I think it'll it'll. It's, a Rams fan say he like it. You be out of yeah, going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Coven. Roby Coven move. <laughs> rule right now, so I call it that. You say what? He say you call it the Roby Coleman uh, rule now. Yeah, you know the one that made yeah. it. But, but dog, like, it, it, I'm surprised you're in favor of the ruling because y'all wouldn't have went to the Super Bowl if that ruling would have went in. Favor. Hey, I'm gonna say this, man. Let go of that hurt, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, man. Nah, that's all good. Y'all ain't win a Super Bowl, so I'm good. This gotta be out here. That's a Saints fan. Bro, this gotta be out here. This gotta be our year. I'm going out on a limb. Saints winning the Super Bowl this year. Saints winning the Super Bowl this year. Gotta be. Gotta be. Wait till my coach coming to the dome. Man, I don't know him on no trash. Wait till my coach coming to the dome. Lucas Oil Stadium. Alright. Who who names their stadium Lucas Oil? Then your quarterback, who can't even sneeze without pulling something. Alright. I'll let you do all the talking right now. We're going to see in December. going to let him roast your quarterback? Because like <laughs> he can't roast hey, he he was... let him roast his quarterback like that? Hey, he showed up last year, bro. was one yeah, of the best QB, QBs in the league, and I think this year he'll be an MVP. I wish I would have put him on my fantasy team, but I just didn't want to stay with him. Wait, no, don't backtrack now. I don't want to hear Don't backtrack now. You're just roasting him, man. <laughs> oh, but he really would have been a good quarterback for my team, though. He would have, but Bree's going to get me through. <laughs> but uh, it's been fun again, guys. Yeah. Um, until next time, y'all here. Make sure you follow us on O underscore Benchwarmers. Real quick, real quick, before you close on it Instagram, out. Twitter. Go ahead. It's a it's official that uh, uh Kawhi opted out his deal, so your free agent just want to drop that before we uh move on. Ooh. Yeah. Jeez. He might just be one more money. Though. I mean, we knew he was gonna opt out though. Yeah, he got to opt out to get the new deal. I mean, yeah, not yeah I mean, it don't mean really much. But uh, Kawhi, Laker. I mean, it's still Kawhi might be a Laker though, bro, for real though. 
I can see it, bro. It would, I'd be shocked though, cause it wouldn't be. It would make sense for him to leave, but yeah, I don't. It, it would be crazy, but if that were to happen, you had three of the top five players on one team. That's we'll be, the, we'll be the new Warriors. All man. I know is I got to order my Anthony Davis jersey. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, Good tidbit, Los. Uh, but we out of here until next time. Uh, we're going to have some more fantasy coverage. Uh, NBA for agency is always great to talk about. Make sure that you follow us on O underscore Benchwarmers on Twitter and Instagram. We're getting more active on our socials. Um, let us know what you think about this episode. Let us know what, what you think, where we went wrong, where you think we went wrong and everything. If you dare, if you dare continue. I'm joking. But... <laughs> You know, let us know what you think. Um, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher. Opinion of the Bench Romans. Until next time, peace.